You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for soul and start again. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We would like to welcome very special guest, founder and CEO of the Draft Network. You know him on Twitter at the JC Cornell. It is the JC Cornell. JC, how you doing? How you, how you guys doing? It's good to be here. Oh, we are we are doing great. Bruce Arians is the head coach of the Buccaneers. So, uh, yeah, it's like Christmas in January. How about that? I don't think I've been this excited about a Bucks hire since I was in fifth grade, and that was John Gruden. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was talking to my dad about it earlier today, and and my dad has been a, a Bucks fan since their inception. He he lived in St. Petersburg with with my mom and newborn sister at the time when they got the bid for the team, and. And I, I looked at him today and I said, think about it. I was like, you have followed this team from day one. Think about it. Has there ever been a head coaching hire that was more exciting than this one? And he stood there for a minute and he thought, and he goes, well, Dungy, but that wasn't exciting when it happened. It became exciting. And he goes, really? The only one I can think of is John McKay. And we all know how that turned out. But at the time, John McKay was the guy. So he goes, no, this is the most exciting coaching hire that that I can remember in, in all of Bucks history. But, you know, now it's time to get to work. And, yeah, I agree completely. I mean, Bruce brings that flash. We went through Raheem, which was a – he was already on the Bucks staff. Right. Um, then we went to Shiano, which was out of nowhere. Then we brought Lovey in, which we were excited about. Didn't work out. Then hired Dirk. And then we just made the ultimate splash with Bucko Bruce. Yeah, and not only that, but but you you have Bucko Bruce as as he's affectionately being called now, and with him comes an all star staff. And I know people are going to have their reservations about Todd Bowles because of either his head coaching performance in New York or the fact that he runs typically a three four defense is is kind of the base that he's gone with, but. You know, when you look at, at what this this staff is is becoming, and somebody said it earlier, you know, it's it's the Tampa Bay Cardinals, and I said I'm far more comfortable with Bruce Arians, you know, reuniting the band, so to speak, with this coaching staff that went 13 and three and went to an NFC Championship than I was with Lovey Smith hiring all of his old buddies from the Bears or Dirk Cutter hiring his buddy Mike Smith and, and guys from the Jaguars days and the Falcons days. Like this is a, a cohesive unit that had success. They were one step away from the Super Bowl and ran into the buzzsaw that was the Panthers that year. So I mean they can they can reunite this band all they want because this band had a lot of success. We're talking like Beatles, Rolling Stones here. Yeah, this is an all-star NFL staff. Like I hope all the Bucks fans out there know this. Like we are lucky we have one of the best staffs in the NFL and hopefully we can argue the best staff in the NFL very soon. Oh yeah, and I, rem- I remember I mean the days leading up to the hire uh I was, you know, getting excited just at the the prospect of it happening, just the idea of it happening. I still smile every time I I remind myself that it actually went down. 
And you know, they're for the most part, Bucks. I think the the Bucks fan base is very excited. There's there's one you know one or one or two guys out there who are either reserving excitement because of what's happened in the past, or some who just flat out don't don't like the hire because of how old he is, or you know, uh, who was it, James? You said someone uh, was like, "Well, look at the car the Cardinals from 2018. Why would you hire Bruce Arians?" Yeah, uh, like that has somebody from correlation. a Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I tweeted earlier. I mean, just to earlier today, like I just I was sitting on my couch, and I can't believe that Bruce Arians is actually the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. What do you guys want to talk about? Let's go. Let's let's get it rolling. Well, yeah, I mean, JC, um, obviously, I mean, the Draft Network, right? And, and for any of our listeners who maybe have not visited the Draft Network yet, um, this isn't a paid spot. You need to go visit the Draft Network. Uh, I'm a huge draft nerd. It, it's an amazing site uh, since it's been up and, and all the content that's going out on there. And, of course, the draft podcasts that are on uh, the Locked On Network. Obviously, there might be a little bit of bias there. But as far as the website's concerned, uh, one of the one of the best. And that's kind of where I wanted to start. We obviously still have free agency to come, and we still have re-signings possibly and maybe some cap casualties. But as it stands in January, very early type of conversation, but where do you think the Buccaneers team needs to go knowing now at least the the, the meat of the coaching staff? Where do you think that the, the, the Bucs need a draft to make things work with this coaching staff with who they've already got? Well, we definitely need to address offensive line. That's clear. Um, I will say I think Donovan Smith will, will stay – stay another year, maybe a franchise tag and play left tackle again. And that's not going to go well with some Bucks fans, but I'll tell you this. I just watched an interview with Willie Cologne who played for Bruce Arians in Pittsburgh. And it was his second year, first year with Bruce coaching. And they were going through a walkthrough and it was the first walkthrough. And I guess Willie Cologne was laughing, having some fun during the walkthrough and in front of the whole team, walking back to the facility, B.A. ripped him in front of the entire team, cursing like just cursing up a storm. And Willie Cologne said he remembered it for the rest of his career. Like there's going to be no playing around. It's it's all business with B.A. J.C., you you've kind of been a few steps ahead of of the mainstream media, and, and of course, we're not going to ask you to divulge your sources. But obviously, you have a, a good one that has been giving you some really great information. I mean, are there any other little tidbits that you might be able to share with some of our listeners that you haven't quite tweeted out yet that that uh, might be a, a fun anecdote for them? As far as what, as far as the hiring, or as far as what you might bring with him, or. <laughs> Any kind of just one of your favorites, you know, whether it's it's the the process or or you know something that that we might see from them or or something like that. Something ex- that might get some people excited. I don't know. This is a pipe dream um, because, like I said, Arizona was upset about this, and I had leaked that with my tweets, and it then became confirmed by Adam Schefter, and then we definitely got confirmed because we had to swap draft picks. Um, Bruce Arians wants to make Patrick Peterson a priority um, oh. if, if he can make that happen. Oh. And along with Patrick Peterson comes his best friend, Tyron Matthew. Oh, my. Talk about getting the band back together. You just got a lot of Buccaneers fans very excited. 
because so far the only well, I mean, we we did talk Tyron Matthew, but the former Cardinal that I had linked was was John Brown. That was the first thing that popped in my head, and that's a to, good link. Yeah, to replace uh, Deshaun Jackson, that that chemistry with Jameis was never there. He wants out. He makes too much money. And my first thought was John Brown would be perfect uh, because of his success with Bruce Arians. But oh, a Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew. Oh. Yeah, that that would definitely be amazing, and, and I mean, I would love Matthew or or Peter or both of them. Uh, it would just just be great. Um, JC, you brought up Donovan Smith, and obviously he's kind of a polarizing player coming out of last season, and and some of the fan bases is, is just done with him and wants to see him leave, and some of them have kind of echoed your sentiment, and and I think I remember seeing you tweet that that very idea out about the franchise tag and everything else, and that seems like a fairly middle of the road logical way to go for Donovan Smith, but. We had Bo Brack, who uh, who works for radio, Fox Sports Radio in Arizona, has covered uh, Bruce Arians during his time there with the Cardinals. And one of the things that he mentioned to us is that Deshaun Jackson, as a player, fits what Bo or what what Bruce Arians likes to do offensively. But I wonder, and and because uh, you are so so versed in the Buccaneers, do you think that relationship between Deshaun Jackson and James Winston is just too far gone to repair, even with Bruce Arians coming in? Or is there even a sliver of a chance that this hiring means Deshaun Jackson might return in 2019? Deshaun Jackson sold his house. He's out of here. Yeah. He's gone. And that's it's, that's that's where I was. Did it, so? Did it actually sell? I remember seeing that it got posted. Yeah, for sale. yeah, he sold it. So that gets that. The answer is that. So let me ask I mean, you this. Yeah, it, that just did, that just didn't work out. It did yeah, not work yeah. out. And and from what I hear in the locker room, it it was pretty ugly. So let me ask you this because. James, I'm going to ask this question again. James has already told me it's not going to happen. Oh, uh, Bo told me last night that it's not going to happen. And I'm aware of this, but I need a third person. What are the chances Larry Fitzgerald comes to Tampa? Probably 0%. <laughs> well, it's, it's happening on my Madden copy of 2020, whatever. It's going to happen. <laughs> and that's and that's fine. I mean, he's he's a staple in Arizona. He'll retire a Cardinal. My heart yeah. knows that. I'm at the point where I I don't even want Larry Fitzgerald to come to Tampa because that would just it would be wrong. That would he, be like a Tim Brown kind of thing. Yeah, I did say yes. yesterday that would be really weird. As much as I actually love Larry Fitzgerald, it would be really weird. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would enjoy seeing Fitz in a in a jersey that wasn't Arizona's. But yeah, you know, we've we've now touched on on Deshaun Jackson and the fractured relationship with with Jameis Winston and and kind of everything that went down and and again we're going to go back to some of your tweets about the the fractured relationship between Jameis and Dirk Cutter I mean Dirk Cutter was was promoted and took over for Lovey Smith because they wanted that continuity and that growth for Jameis that just wasn't ever there and then you had tweeted out that Dirk Cutter never wanted to put Jameis back in after after he benched him and, and Fitz took the field. He never wanted Jameis to see the field again. And his hand was kind of forced. I mean, can you, you know, can, can you expand on, on some of the things that happened with dirt cutter there in, in Tampa? Cause it sounds like there was, there was more than met the eye for, for a lot of bucks fans involving cutter and what happened at one buck. Well, I mean, I think you can definitely tell with Jason light and dirt cutter, there's a disconnect with Jason lights draft picks and how cutter would play them. Um, but as far as as far as that goes, Jameis wasn't Dirk's guy when when he got drafted. Mariota was, and um, uh, I've I've said this before. It's kind of like for Jameis Winston, you're playing for 
your your boss doesn't want you to be there. I mean, how how would that feel as a quarterback? You know, I, I know if I was a quarterback, I'd want someone who was leading me that wanted me to be there. And um that that wasn't the case. And clearly he wanted to just roll with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick was producing, but Ryan's Ryan Fitzpatrick's Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, it it always ends at some point. He's a streaky guy. Jameis is the future. The ownership knows he's the future. Jason Light wanted him to be the future. And Dirk Cutter wasn't about that. And yeah, he did get forced to put Jameis back in there. And I think Jameis showed that he he belonged. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And and that's something that James and I have kind of touched on and, and looking towards the future. Do you so obviously Bruce Arians is the man of the hour, right? But Byron Leftwich uh is gonna have a pretty big part of this, uh, as is uh the quarterback coach. I mean, let's let's talk about those guys a little bit, some of the guys that maybe aren't getting as much press. Um how big of an impact do you think it's going to be to have a guy like Byron Leftwich who has played at this level, gone through, you know, the, the hype, the stress, the, the failures, the, the, you know, the peaks, the valleys, all of it. Uh, how big of a, of a difference do you think that's, that's going to possibly play for, for James this year moving on? Oh, I think J- uh, Byron Leftwich, Byron Leftwich is going to be huge for James. I think he's going to be a great coach. Um, I've been, fo- I've loved uh, Byron ever since his uh, Marshall days. I remember him, breaking his leg, getting carried down the field. He was always a great quarterback, not not in the league, but a legend in college. And I, from what I know, you know, Bruce really endorses him and really believes in him as a play caller. And for him to let Byron call the plays, he'll have influence on it. It means a lot, and it shows a lot. Leftwich called the plays for the Cardinals, but the Cardinals, they were a mess this year, and that wasn't fair to him. So – you know, let him call the plays with a seriously talented Buccaneers team, and we'll see what happens. It could be some serious fireworks. Yeah, oh, that'd be that'd be great. Hopefully, hopefully that all comes to fruition. Um, last draft question I have for you for you right now, and and hopefully we can get you guys or get you back on and, and some of the some of the guys you have over there at the draft network as well as we build up to uh, to April. But again, kind of the Donovan Smith thing, right? I'm I'm actually a big advocate of the Buccaneers moving on from Donovan Smith and targeting uh, a left tackle in the, in the draft. But in my eyes, the offensive line is the priority to fix in the offseason. Is, is the offensive line, with with you saying that Donovan Smith maybe gets a franchise tag and comes back, gets one more year to kind of show you know if, if he's got a future in Tampa, where, where do you view as the biggest priority, uh, whether it be draft, whether it be free agency, honestly, just where if there's one place that you – could go to Jason Light and say, "Hey, Jason, fix this this offseason. What's that one place you would go?" Offensive line for sure, but okay. you know we have a lot of holes. We need we need yeah. a yeah. we need a number one corner across from Carlton Davis, and we need it. I think we. I like Jordan Whitehead. I like what he did. I don't know if he is you know that guy though at strong safety. Justin Evans still has a lot to prove. You know, I mm-hmm. I've been in the past a huge Justin Evans fan, but. He wasn't healthy, but he needs to prove a lot. I would love to see Tyron Matthew back there, and hopefully we can figure out a way to sign a veteran corner so we don't have to address that in the draft. And then in the draft, I would hope for Jonah Williams in the first round, but I could see the Jets snatching him at three. Mm. Yeah. If the Jets snatch him at three, do you like Greedy Williams at five? I'd rather go Ed Oliver. Mm. Oh, all right. That's interesting. I would rather go Ed Oliver and – um move on from McCoy and move on from that contract. 
Yeah, and that's something. Uh, I mean, every year it seems that we're having the the Gerald McCoy is he or is he not done in Tampa conversation. Uh, I'm I'm with you on that. I think it's time. Uh, I think I think McCoy needs a different uh, scenery. I think I think with, with with everything that's happened already this offseason, I think it just makes sense to move on from McCoy as well as kind of like the last little bit of just the the most recent string of, of failure for the Bucks franchise. Another thing for sure. JPP is going to clean out that locker room of mm-hmm. any guy that does not want to be a Super Bowl champion. Um, he mentioned in one of his interviews, he says, I'm going to keep it real. There's a lot of guys in here that don't keep it real. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I I am sure he will be talking to Bruce Arians about that. That's great. And if he's not wearing a C next year, I know he's new this year, so it kind of makes sense. But if he's not wearing a C next year, I'm confused. I mean, I I don't understand why he didn't have a C this year. I mean, Honestly, he was, yeah. he was the leader of the day. He got on the field. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Well, JC, we're going to go ahead and end this with a quick little fun rapid fire questionnaire. And it has nothing to do with the Buccaneers. It's about letting our listeners know who you are, you know, beyond the sports, beyond the draft network, just some fun little questions. So first up, who is your favorite superhero? My favorite Batman. Batman. Some would argue that he's not a superhero. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I, I'm not one of those people. I'm just letting you know. Some would argue, but I'll accept it. And he stars. He stars in a comic book as a superhero fighting supervillains. So I mean, I'll accept it. Yeah. I just. I. I remember the. Uh, the Ger- was who was Gerald McCoy arguing with about that. It was another defensive lineman. Uh, well, then, the, who who are the top superheroes? I've never been like a big su- superhero guy. So, who are the big superheroes out there? Are we talking uh, like Avengers people, or like what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, oh, it like who's my favorite Avenger? Sure. Got I like Thor. Oh, he's a good one. That's one that my son loves Thor. He's a big Thor guy. He he showed me a Thor figure that he wanted for his birthday earlier tonight. All right. What is you the all time your all time favorite concert that you've ever attended? Um, Travis Scott. Okay, all right. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch all day. Ranch yes. every day, all day. I knew I liked you for a reason. ranch on pizza or no? Yes. Oh no, no, JC. Now I can't <laughs> like you anymore. Ranch only on pepperoni pizza. Oh, I love oh. it. Yep, cheese yep, pizza yep. you can keep without ranch. Oh, this is terrible. What what has happened? All right. You have the opportunity to be dropped into the cast of any TV show. What show do you want to be a part of? Two shows. Um, Game of Thrones or Peaky Blinders. Oh, wow. Because I, I don't you, put me on the spot right now, but I can do a really good um, accent for Peaky Blinders. I full disclosure have not seen Peaky Blinders yet. Oh wow, you need to watch that. There's not a lot, there's not a lot on TV right now. That'd be a good one to watch. That is true. I I'm currently rewatching How I Met Your Mother because I do love that show. Um, but yeah, I I was kind of surprised you said Game of Thrones because there's a very high chance that you get killed off very hey, quickly. At least is at least it's, it's exciting. So. That is true. That is true. And speaking of being killed off, here's your final rapid fire question. Unfortunately, JC, you're about to be put to death. You can have one final meal. What are you having? I need an entree, a dessert, and a beverage. 
this is going to sound so bad because I, I love steak and I love, you know, I love Italian. My guilty pleasure in life is like once a month getting sober Taco Bell. <laughs> That's fantastic. My last meal would probably be like two cheesy gordita crunches. And oh, then... you're a man after my own heart. That's what I get every time. <laughs> it's the best. Um, it is. Dessert. I'm not a huge dessert guy, but I don't know. Maybe uh maybe a chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich. Ooh, that's delicious. And what about your beverage? What are we going with? Uh, McAllen 12. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, JC, appreciate so much of your time. One more time, let all of our listeners know where they can find you and all of your fantastic work. You can find me on Twitter at the JC Cornell. You can find me at thedraftnetwork.com. Come check out our stuff. We'll be uh, we'll be giving you guys the best information on the internet all draft season. All right. And, of course, you can find everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. And make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Once again, JC, thank you so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. You too. And thank you all so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. I cannot change